Good morning, everyone. Yeah. Um, can I just take all of that? Thank you, Zeke, so much. Um, there is so much going on in this room right now, and it is, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, for some reason, I got a bunch of family here today. They came to see me. It's really special. Um, so I'm really thankful about that. Um, we are, we are going to be celebrating and acknowledging um, some graduates today, and we're really looking forward to that. Um, we've got, as Brad already mentioned, Misty is here, and we're so happy to see Misty. Um, we are moving into a new season in the church year, which is the green growing season, and we're going to be starting a series on the book of Psalms. So we're going to do a brief intro today as we kind of lead into our, our time of celebrating our graduates. And this is how I want to start. Sometimes we go through kind of time periods in life or whether that's exciting times of celebration and joy or seasons of struggle and, and pain. Um, and, and from time to time, a song will just kind of like grab our attention during those seasons. So this is what I want you to do to start. I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to tell them either A, a song that has been kind of important to you in some period of life. Sometimes the lyrics of the song don't even connect with the situation, so don't be embarrassed if it's like a, a funny song that just means a lot to you, that happens. Um, or if nothing comes to mind right away, just tell the person next to you your favorite song you've been listening to lately. All right? Go for it. Okay, let's hear a few of these. And you can share kind of more deeply later if you'd like. A meaningful song or a favorite song you've been listening to lately? Who's got a couple? Emmy, got one? You have to say it real loud because people are still sharing their songs. Oh, no? Okay. I thought you raised your hand. Anybody? Favorite songs? Let's hear them. You don't have to describe. Yeah. What song, Harris? Up But Coconut. All right. We'll have to sing that one sometime. Yeah. <laughs> How about others? Zach? The which song? Sunroofs. Ooh, okay. Nice. All right. Others. Ooh, I heard Imagine Dragons. What's it called? Bones Remix. Ooh, maybe we can cue that one up for after worship today. Yeah. Yes. Della. Boom, boom, pow, pow, Gasol. I like it. All right. That was a Laker reference for anyone who didn't know. Okay. Tiago. All the songs. We got it. Go for it, Soren. What's that? Mm, so good. Peace like a river. All right. Any other adults? We'll come back to some kids in just a second. Any adults, favorite songs that have got you through something or just you enjoy listening to right now? Gabe. Not a favorite song, but 
the dog days. That's Florence. Oh, yeah. Did you? Oh, I like it. Heather? Sufjan, that's a, that's a good breakup vibe, yes. I don't know the Christmas connection, but I like, well, I'm going to think about that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Uh, wait on you by Maverick City. Wait on you by who? Maverick City? Okay, beautiful. Yeah, all right. A cat flushing the toilet. How does that song go? No? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear. Okay. Two more. Any others? Marla. This is me from The Greatest Showman. Beautiful. Hudson. Anything Hamilton, Hudson said. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, one more. Yes, Rita. The Lord's Prayer. Which version you said? The new, okay. Maybe we should cue that one up after Imagine Dragons. Yeah, yeah. All right. One more, Micah. From Encanto, surface pressure. Oh. Wow. We got a lot of empathy there. All right. Beautiful. We're uh, we're gonna be spending the summer in the Book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms um, are prayers and songs that were written anywhere between the 9th and the 5th century B.C. These are old, old lyrics. Um, and yet these lyrics of these songs have served in some similar ways to the songs we just mentioned for the people of faith throughout their lives. They've been significant songs and prayers to move people through challenging, beautiful, wonderful um, times of struggle and trouble and joy and gratitude. Um, and so we're going to be working with these psalms. And, and kind of the goal is this, is we want to have a summer where we as a church um, really focus in on what would it look like to pray these psalms. Not just like study them and like dissect them like a biology experiment. But like, what would it look like for us to be invited into praying these together? And so our plan is each week we're going to kind of explore a psalm. And then we're going to spend that week hopefully encouraging one another to pray these together. All right? So, Josh, why pray someone else's song? That's an interesting question, right? Why not just pray my own thoughts, whatever's on my heart and comes out of my mouth? Why, what's, it, what's so important about praying somebody else's prayer. Um, and I have a couple responses, I think, to that question. One, again, these, this is the prayer book that we have in Scripture. This is, these are prayers we've been given and that have nourished the people of faith for generations upon generations. Um, a second thing is we actually learn how to pray in community. That's how we learn to pray. And so maybe we've learned to pray from our parents, or we learned to pray from a grandparent, or a, an aunt or an uncle, or somebody here at church, or a friend. But we learn to pray. So even the words that come out of our hearts towards God are oftentimes words that we 
learn from other people. And so the Psalms can, can play a role in that. Um, another reason we pray these prayers is because sometimes, not only do we learn how to pray when we're younger, but these Psalms can teach us how to pray as our days get lived out. Um, and as we, as we learn and, and, and commit ourselves to praying these things, we can pray things that other people have experienced about God that we may not have, and we can now have access to that element of who God is, um, that reality of who God is, that we may never have had if we didn't pray the prayers of other people. Um, and then finally, I and mean, there's more reasons than this, but just for today, finally, if we pray the Psalms, we will find ourselves praying for people we may not have prayed for if we hadn't prayed those Psalms. It invites us to pray for people that we may not know, pray for people in situations different than ours. Um, and so committing to praying these um, can invite us to pray for people we may not have thought of. And actually, we might be surprised to find out that people have been praying things that matter to us for generations upon generations. So we're going to pray Psalm 8 today, all right? So I'm going to read it. We're just going to walk through it briefly because I know we got a lot going on today, but I think it might even connect with some of what we have going on. So I want to invite us to stand up while we read this psalm together. So let's stand. I'm going to read it out loud. It's not going to be up on the screen just yet, but it will be eventually. And then we're going to just walk through this psalm together. All right, so let's, let's pray with one another. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. You made your glory higher than heaven. From the mouths of nursing babies, you have laid a strong foundation because of your foes in order to stop vengeful enemies. When I look up at your skies, at what your fingers made, the moon and the stars that you set firmly in place, what are human beings that you think about them? What are human beings that you pay attention to them? You've made them only slightly less than divine, crowning them with glory and grandeur. You've let them rule over your handiwork, putting everything under their feet, all sheep and all cattle, the wild animals too, the birds in the sky, the fish of the sea, everything that travels the pathways of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. Amen. The word of the Lord. So this, this, this prayer starts with a really important, well, it starts and ends with a really important phrase. It starts with, Lord, very personal and direct to God, and then moves right away to our Lord. So there's this movement in this prayer right from the beginning of, from me, directed to God, and then a quick acknowledgement of, from us, directed to God. This is the first psalm that is completely directed to God. All the other previous seven have, have some 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 talk to God, and then some invitation to others to talk to God. Um, so this is the first one that's just directly to God. Um, and so it says, our Lord, 
how majestic, how grand, how glorious is your name. And anytime we get to a passage like this in Scripture where it talks about God's name, we are invited into a whole kind of, kind of storybook of stories that talk about who God is by naming God's name. Um, and so we're not talking about like God, like the word that is God's name, but we're talking about right away God's character, maybe even God's personality, kind of who God is. And it's the story, anybody remember the story when Moses asks God, who will I tell is sending me to Egypt? And God responds to him by saying, I am. So when we pray this, we say, oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. It's to a God who says, I am who I am. I will be where I will be. God is completely free to be who God desires to be. And so there's this like trusting surrender in this prayer right from the beginning. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is, are you who is free to be who you are and where you are? Now, we learn a few things about the character of God throughout the scriptures. One is that God is a creator. In the very beginning, we learn that God creates. And so when we pray this to God, we are praying to a God who creates new things, even today. Not only that, but we're praying to a God who over and over is described as the word hesed. Can you guys say hesed? Hesed. How about you, you five? Can you say hesed? Awesome. Yeah, well done. Um, and that word is this, is the, means steadfast love, loving kindness. It's the word that we recite every Sunday when we say Micah 6.8. What does the Lord require but to do justice and to love Hesed. So God is a creating God, and God is a God of steadfast, loving kindness. God is also always, over and over, described as a God of justice. Sometimes the word righteousness is used, but sometimes it's justice. Those are the same, the same thing. And so when we pray this prayer, how majestic is your name? How majestic, how glorious are you who can be whatever you want to be, and yet you choose to be a God who creates new things, who is about loving kindness and mercy, and who is a God of justice? The psalm goes on. It says, you made your glory higher than heaven. Um, from the mouths of nursing babies, you have laid a strong foundation because of your foes in order to stop vengeful enemies. Um, in our staff meeting this week, Brad, Tiffany, Braden, and I were working with this passage briefly. Deborah was on a prayer retreat. She was probably doing this passage too, right? Um, if she has a glow around her, it's because she was at a silent prayer retreat all week. But the four of us were kind of working through this passage and we, we all kind of were sharing what, what caught our attention. And, and one of the things that caught all of our attention, I think Braden too, but definitely Brad, Tiffany and I was, what in the world does this mean, <laughs> this phrase? 
So we did, I did a little bit of work and research. Um, and, and, and just from the read, there's this sense that God lays foundations that are strong and protective from very surprising places, uh, like nursing babies, uh, out of the mouths of nursing babies, ones who are dependent on others. God uses not just to comfort, but God even uses those to provide strong foundations of protection. If you remember the story of Jesus clearing out the temple and getting people pretty upset because he was upset. Um, and right after he does that, people, some people who, are, who can't see and who can't walk, they come to him and he heals them. And the kids are crying out who he is. And Jesus mentions this passage right here. Um, out of the mouths of babes. He adds, will, be, will come praise. So when we pray this, we're praying to, to one who, who builds foundations from surprising experiences and places. The psalm goes on. When I look up at your skies, at what your fingers made, the moon and the stars that you set firmly in place. This one... This kind of stuff has been catching my attention. I think I've talked about this enough for you all to maybe even remember that. This whole reality of space and, and the sky is just something that is just, is just catching my attention. Um, a couple weeks ago, we were in communion gathering. Um, I want to set up a competition of communion gathering jeopardy because I think my communion gathering would take it. Um, let me, let me explain why. We, we were sitting around talking about Lipitor. If you don't know what Lipitor is, it's a, some kind of medicine that lowers your, your, your blood pressure or your, your cholesterol. Um, and this came up because Tim and Carolee uh, have vacation in a spot next to the Lipitor creator. So we were all saying, well, we funded this person's you know, little home or whatever that they're staying in. Um, but then... Phil Cox and Elijah, both chemists, were in our group and were just geeking out about Lipitor, right? And, and all, the, all the stuff that they would love to talk to this person about. Um, and I was sitting there and I was looking around the table. Ari's there, Kara Lee, Tim. I'm like, wow, this is a smart, smart group. I don't know that I belong in this group, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it around. And then afterwards, this was the most impressive part. Carolee, Ari, and I sat with Emmett Greenberg and learned about black holes. Do you all know about black holes? Black holes are impressive. You know what this is? This is the first black hole captured in, a, in an image like this. This was, I've got the data right here for you. Um, this is M87 captured in 2017. This is mind-blowing here. I'm warning you. This is 55 million light years away. And this black hole is 6.5 billion times the mass of the sun. 6.5 billion times the mass of the sun. Um, last year, we got an image of a closer uh, black hole in our galaxy, at the center of our galaxy. You don't want to get near a black hole, everyone. 
doesn't go good. Um, you might be able to, all right? Sagittarius A, I think is how you say it, um, is at the middle of our galaxy. This one is only 26,000 light years away. It's 4 million times the size of the sun. Sorry, there it is. Um, and this is actually a technical term that I'm about to share with you. This is a small, supermassive black hole. All right, supermassive is a technical term because there's supermassive, stellar mass, and intermediate mass. So this is supermassive um, black hole. The author of this psalm had no idea about black holes. The author of this psalm had zero sense of what was going on around all the stars that he or she saw when they wrote this. Um, they just simply looked into the sky. Um, and now we look into the sky and we know so much more about how expansive all of life is. And in some ways, when, when, when the author says, you've, you've, you've set the moon and the stars in place, there's part of me like, I don't know if they're in place. Like, I don't know if any of us are in place, right? We've got all this energy moving in our very beings. This universe is expanding. And then I thought, no, even with all that movement and creation going on, there's a sense that God, who we're praying to, um, has laid foundations, has, has set things in place. Um, when I look at your skies, your, what your fingers have made, what are human beings? What are you and I that you think of us, the psalmist writes? What are human beings that you pay attention to us? beautiful poetry of the expanse of creation and in poetic form showing us, pointing us to the value of humanity, uh, each and every one of us within this massive cosmos that we're a part of. Who are humans that you think about them? Uh, another way to say that, that you're mindful of them. It's amazing to think about God mindful of, of us. Who are human beings that you pay attention to them? It could be that you care for them, even that you visit them. The song um, is, is, is in awe and yet faithfully con like confessing the value of humanity in God's sight. Um, going as far as to say, slightly less than divine, crowning with glory and grandeur. If we had more time, it'd be fun just to sit with this, let this sink into our hearts and our minds. The prayer goes on. Um, and... The psalmist writes, you've let them rule or have dominion. Um, think stewardship here. 
of all your handiwork, putting everything under their feet, all sheep and cattle, wild animals too, the birds in the sky, the fish of the ocean, everything that travels, the pathways of the sea. Um, I put up some pictures um, of these things, sheep and cattle. I kind of wondered if we were writing it today, if we might write like dogs and cats, like kind of familiar animals. Some of you may have sheep and cattle. I don't know. Um, the birds, this is a friend of mine from college, actually, who took this photo up near Tahoe of a bald eagle flying. Um, this is a Google image <laughs> that I grabbed, a fish on the bottom left. Um, I put out a call for some pictures of God's handiwork. I got a few responses. If you want to send some more, you can. We can, we can keep showing these. Um, but we got some good, some good footage um, from some people of God's creation and handiwork that we're, we're called to steward and to, to care for. Um, I believe this is a clamshell shot. I could be wrong. Um, got a few more. <laughs> if you can't see, this is a bearded dragon down here. Sorry, it's a what? My apologies. Iguana. Yes. I was wrong, Sasha. You're right. <laughs> Thankfully, see, we need community, right? We, we can go astray. Um, <clears throat> it's fun to me to think about humanity as both um, stewards of God's handiwork and also a part of God's handiwork. Um, on, this, on this graduation day that we're celebrating some graduates who have been a part of our communion um, for a long time, the, the interplay of handiwork and stewardship um, is so beautiful to think about. Four of them, having been a part of our communion since they were very, very young, um, receiving love and care and stewardship from those of us who have been a part of the communion for so, many, so long. And as they've grown and matured, um, them being stewards of this communion, them being stewards of God's handiwork um, as they contribute and participate in everything that goes on around here. Um, what has God called you today, just today, maybe the simple, simple thing, to steward, to care for, um, as a part of his handiwork? And then the psalm ends. Um, with this, with this phrase once again, O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic, how glorious are you who is free and who chooses to create and to do new things and to love and to do justice in the world. How majestic is your name in all the earth. I wonder what a people who prayed this consistently 
come to know about God, would come to know about one another, how, the, how we might posture ourselves in creation, uh, if this was our prayer over and over and over again. Graduates, I was thinking about you, and I thought about the form of this prayer. I was kind of geeking out on the, on the literary form of this prayer, and I think there might be something for you and for us, all of us. Um, kind of the, the pinnacle of this prayer is right in the middle, um, in verses 4 to 5, where the, where the author writes, Who are human beings? Um, it's the big questions of life right at the center of this prayer. And you all are, are venturing out um, into a new season in your life um, and not leaving our community. We're not, we're not saying goodbye to you, but we're, we're noting your accomplishments and, and the space that you're in. And this psalm, you know, talks about being in a space where you're asking the big questions. And this, these big questions in this psalm are surrounded by God's handiwork in verses 2 to 3 and verses 6 to 8. Um, foundations laid by surprising places, um, stars, moons set in place for all of us. We're invited, I think, in this, in this prayer to ask the big questions of life. And to do that, recognizing that those questions are nestled into God's handiwork in all of creation. Clues to those questions can be found all around us. And even that, that handiwork um, is framed in this trust, in the majesty, the grandeur of this, this wildly free God who chooses to love and create and do justice in this world and for us. Um, so may we all, uh, no matter what season we're in, um, may we remember the conviction of this prayer. That God knows us and notices us, even visits us. Um, and the one who does is a God of just incredible mercy and loving kindness, um, looking to create new things in us and, and in each of our stories. Amen?